0: section eight of a second Rubiat miscellany this LibriVox recording is in the public domain omar khayyam from flowers from persian poets volume one by nathan haskell dole and bell walker there's probably no persian poet so well known today as this so-called eastern voltaire and that he should here occupy the place usually assigned to Anwadi simply demonstrates Omar's own philosophy that no one of us knows of how little importance we are after all. In spite, however, of this philosophy, Omar, in the last half century, owing to Fitzgerald's matchless translation, has been read from east to west. Even in the rocky mountains of America, a frontiersman, born and bred in that region, was heard to quote the following verse. "'Tis but a tent where takes his one day's rest, a sultan to the realm of death addressed. The sultan rises and the dark farash strikes and prepares it for another guest. Giyas Udin Abul Fath Umar bin Ibrahim, better known as Umar Kayyam, was born at Naishapur and Khorasan, somewhere between 1017 and 1050, and he certainly lived into the 12th century. The only story of his boyhood is the following which is probably legendary. Omar had two intimate school friends. These young men, while studying at Naishapur, each promised the other that if, in after years, any one of them became famous, he would share his prosperity with his less fortunate friends. Years rolled on. One of them did become famous, Nizam ul-Mulk becoming Prime Minister to Sultan Alp Ashlan. And faithful to his promise, He gave a government position to his friend Hassan ben Sabah, who later tried to supplant his benefactor, but was unsuccessful and was publicly disgraced, after which he became the head of a set of Persian fanatics called Ismailians, who, under his evil chieftainship, were the terror of the early crusaders. He was known as the Chief of the Assassins. Ultimately, one of the countless victims of the Assassin's Dagger was Nizam ul-Mulk, the old schoolboy friend. And what was Nizam ul Mulk's gift to Omar? A pension that he might have solitude. It was all the poet asked solitude in which to devote his time to mathematics, astronomy, and poetry. His Arabic treatise on algebra has been translated into French, and Gibbon says of the calendar which he and seven of his mathematical contemporaries worked out that it is a computation of time which surpasses the Julian and approaches the accuracy of the Gregorian style. Nevertheless, it never went into effect. Omar had the oriental love for roses, and he is reported to have said, My tomb shall be in a spot where the north wind may scatter roses over it. And it was, for one of his pupils tells us, that, years after, when I chanced to visit Naishapur, I went to his final resting place. And lo! It was just outside a garden, and trees laden with fruit stretched their boughs over the garden wall, and dropped their flowers upon his tomb, so that the stone was hidden under them. Omar took his takhalas, or poetical name, of Kayam, which means tent-maker, from this trade, which he, or his father, is said to have at one time followed. This Persian custom of taking a takhalas is adopted by almost all of these poets because they introduce their name into their gazelles or poems usually toward the end and as the proper name seldom sounds well in verse they choose a desirable one the sufis a sect two centuries old at this time claim this philosopher as one of them although during omar's lifetime they feared his ridicule and hated his honesty which scorn to disguise his doubts under their veil of mysticism. Indeed, Omar says, if I myself, upon a looser creed, have loosely strung the jewel of good deed, let this one thing for my atonement plead, that one for two I never did misread. Still his countrymen find, in his epigrammic verses, an esoteric meaning he never meant. The Sufis interpret their Persian poets very much as the songs of Solomon have been interpreted by the Christians. But Omar's scepticism was real enough. He belonged to the age of religious darkness in which he lived. Christianity to him meant the Crusades. He, like Hafez, sang of woman, wine and song. But he also pulled hard at the knotted threads of life, which taught him this. And this I know, whether the one true light kindled to love or wrath, consume me quite, one flash of it within the tavern court, better than in the temple lost outright." His idea of contentment we find in the following, as rendered by Emerson. On earth's wide thoroughfares below, two only men contented go, who knows what's right and what's forbid, and he from whom is knowledge hid. Westerners seem almost jealous for this Oriental. They resent the fact that a narrow eastern province should claim this astronomer poet as belonging exclusively to itself they say he belongs to the world certainly reparation has been made to omar and his famous translator fitzgerald since the days when a discouraged bookseller in london threw the bulk of the first edition into a box outside his shop to sell for a penny apiece here they were found by rossetti and swinburne and now copies of this first edition cannot be bought for a $100. From such obscurity, this Eastern singer has risen into a positive cult, with an Omar Khayyam club in London, organised in 1892, and one recently started in Boston, called the Omar Khayyam Club of America. When one glances at the list of translators of this Persian genius, and also the different editions of his Rubaiyat, One can appreciate how true it seems that There's not a sage, but has gone mad for thee. Selections from the Rubaiyat An anonymous translation, but accredited to E. A. Johnson 1. The sun has cast on wall and roof His net of burning light The lordly day fills high the cup To speed the parting night Wake! cries in silver accents The herald of the dawn Arise and drink, the darkness flies, The morning rises bright. 2. The rosy dawn shines through the tavern door, And cries, Wake, slumbering reveller, and pour, For ere my sands of life be all run out, I fain would fill my jars with wine once more. 3. to morrow rank and fame for none may be, So for to-day thy weary soul set free, Drink with me, love, once more beneath the moon. She oft may shine again, but not on thee and me. 4. If wine and song there be to give thee soul-entrancing bliss, if there be spots where verdant fields and pearling brooklets kiss, ask thou no more from providence, nor turn thee in despair, if there be any paradise for man, tis even this. 5. Thy ruby-lip pours fragrance unto mine, Thine eye's deep chalice bids me drink thy soul, As yonder crystal goblet brims with wine, So in thy tear the heart's full tide doth roll. 6. What reck we, that our sands run out, In bulk or Babylon? Or bitter be the draught or sweet, So once the draught is done? Drink then thy wine with me, For many a silver moon shall wax and wane, WHEN THOU AND I ARE GONE 7. TO THOSE WHO KNOW THE TRUTH, WHAT CHOICE OF FOUL OR FAIR, WHERE LOVERS REST? THOUGH TWERE IN HELL, FOR THEM TIS HEAVEN THERE, WHAT WRECKS THE DERVISH, THAT HE WEARS SACKCLOTH, OR SATIN SHEEN, OR LOVERS, THAT BENEATH THEIR HEADS, BE ROCKS OR PILLOWS FAIR? 8. O LOVE, CHIEF RECORD OF THE REALMS OF TRUTH, THE CHIEFEST COUPLET IN THE ODE OF YOUTH, O, thou who knowest not the world of love, Learn this, that life is love, and love is ruth. 9. Though with the rose and rosy wine I dwell, Yet time, to me, no tale of joy doth tell, My days have brought no sign of hopes fulfilled, Tis past, the phantoms fly, and breaks the spell. 10. Though sweet the rose, yet sorely wounds the thorn though deep we drink to-night we rue the morn and though a thousand years were granted say were it not hard to wait the last day's dawn eleven as sweeps the plain the hurrying wind as flows the rippling stream so yesterday from our two lives is past and is a dream and while i live these to my soul shall bring nor hope nor dread The morrow that may never come, the yesterday that fled. Twelve, O joy in solitude, of thee well may the poet sing. Woe worth the heart that owns no soil wherein that flower may spring, for when wasail sinks in wailing and traitor friends are gone, proudly through vacant hall the sturdy wanderer's step shall ring. Thirteen if grief be the companion of thy heart brood not o'er thine own sorrows and their smart behold another's woe and learn thereby how small thine own and comfort thy sad heart fourteen o swiftly came the winter wind and swiftly hurried past so madly sought my longing soul the rest she found at last now faint and weak as weakness self she waits but for the end the bowl is broke the wine remains but on the ground is cast fifteen through the unknown life's first dark day my soul did seek the tablet and the pen and paradise and hell then read the teacher from his mystic scroll tablet and pen are in thine hand and so are heaven and hell sixteen hast seen the world all thou hast seen is naught, all thou hast said, all thou hast heard, or wrought. Sweep the horizon's verge from pole to pole, tis vain, even all thou hast in secret done is naught. 17. The architect of heaven's blue dome, and ruler of the wave, in many a grief-laden heart doth deeper plunge the glaive, and gathers many a silken tress, and many a ruby lip, To fill his puppet show, the world, and his chibouk, the grave. 18. Though I be formed of water and of clay, and with the ills of life content for aye, ever thou bidst me shun the joyful cup. My hand is empty. Wherefore bidst me stay? 19. Much have I wandered over vale and plain, through many climes, in joy, in grief and pain. He had never heard men say, The traveller who passed this way Has now returned again. 20. Lo! Blood of men slain by the stroke of doom. Lo! Dust of men strewn on the face of earth. Oh, Take what life may give of youth and mirth, For many an opening bud shall never bloom. 21. Drink, for thou soon shalt sleep within the tomb. Nor friend, nor foe, shall break the eternal gloom. Beware, and tell to none his secret dark. The faded rose may never hope to bloom. 22. Fill high the cup, though ache the weary brow. Fill with the wine that doth with life endow. For life is but a tale by watchfire told. Haste thee, the fire burns low, the night grows old. End of section